0: My friend Vince Antonucci is not only the pastor of the Verve Church in Las Vegas, he's not only a best-selling Christian author, but he's also one of the funniest people that you could ever possibly hope to meet. I mean, just hysterical. Which makes it odd that Vince made a decision uh, a couple years ago. And I-, I talked to him about it. Lisa and I, we were having uh, lunch one time with uh, Vince and his wife, Jen. And I said to Vince, I was like, why don't you do the audio for the, like, the narration for your audio books?" I don't know if you guys know this, but when a book becomes a bestseller, oftentimes, then the publishing company will ask the author to do an audio version of the book, and most of the time, it is the author that actually reads the book, but sometimes they have somebody else that that does it, and I said to Vince, "Why, why aren't you doing your own audio books? And he gave me some sort of lame excuse about, you know, I'm too busy, or, you know, he didn't like the sound of his own voice, and I said, have you ever actually listened to the guy that they chose? for your books? He's like, no, is there something wrong? And I said, yes, there's something wrong with what's going on. And you see, again, Vince is just so hysterically funny. I've heard him tell some of the stories that he writes about in his book, like dozens of times I've heard him tell it. And like, you're crying with laughter as he tells these stories. And so imagine his shock and horror as I pull out my phone I hit play on his first book. His first book was called I Became a Christian, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. And uh, anyway, so like right away, just the title lets you know that, right? He's this like hysterical guy. I hit play on it, and the guy is narrating the book basically just like this, and he's telling these very, very funny stories, and he's just droning on and on. And on with all the stories about how fun Christianity is and stuff. And it was like, Vince was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe, you know, that this is the the, the guy. And I, I couldn't believe that the, like, publishing company would hire this guy. Because you see, when when you're speaking, there's a certain rhythm to speaking. There's a a cadence to your speaking that you have to have there. There's times that you're going really, really fast as you're talking, and times you gotta slow it down. Then there's times you're like loud, and then you gotta get soft. Sometimes you're speaking, and then you gotta make sure you allow times for Dramatic pauses, right? And, and so you're like, you, you've got to have some variation as you're going through a little bit rhythm with your speaking. But no, this guy is just droning on and on and on, trying to tell these very, very funny uh, stories. And so speaking is a lot like music. Music has this, this sort of rhythm, this cadence to it. It's a beat that you're sort of following. You know, I, I uh, grew up as a band geek. I uh, started playing the trumpet when I was in the fourth grade. And then once I got into middle school and then high school, I was a part of the marching band. Any other band geeks with me? You know, part of the marching band, a couple of band geeks. Okay. Uh, there's a, a cadence when you're in marching band that the drummers do to help you sort of march together. And, you know, in, in the military, you've probably heard, you know, the, sort of the cadence that they left, 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 right, left, right. And then they do some very dirty ones as well. But anyway... Um, It's sort of this this beat that you're going to, but... The high school that I went to, and I wore purple today because I, I, this was our colors, purple and gold, Smithsburg High School, shout out to you guys online that may be watching. But anyway, there's this like this cadence that they taught us starting in, in, uh, in middle school because the, the band director in middle school, the band director in high school, they are close friends and they sort of wanted to have this continuity that we had as the years went on. And we went on, we won a lot of awards and went off to you know various places in, in, in March. But in addition to the the basic beat that the drummers could do, it's been 30 years since I've been in it, but I still remember what it is. It was right? And so when it was going fast like that, we would, we would be going, you know, we're marching down the street. And then we'd get this part where it goes slow and then we'd go, and we're doing this, right? and And so there's, even though there's this cadence, there's this beat, there's this rhythm, there was still variety to it. There was a little bit of flavor to it. And it kept things interesting as we're marching along. It wasn't just left, 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 right, left. And I bring all this up because today we're beginning a brand new series called Cadence. And I think life needs to be the exact same way. Life has to have this, this rhythm that we're sort of marching to. Now, some of you are marching to the beat of your own drummer, right? No, 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 no wooing. Please be here for all the weeks of the series, but you're going to be away next week, I know. <laughs> Tune in online. All right, <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> you need to be interesting like the wooer in the back. I won't even say what his name is, but it rhymes with Jim. Jim. You need to have flavor. Jim has some flavor, obviously, but we got to get in the cadence. We got to get into the rhythm of God. God is a God of cadence. He is a God of rhythm. That's where we're going to take the next few weeks to to look at. Because when we do it God's way, it keeps life from becoming chaotic. In other words, what I'm going to say to you over these next four weeks is either you're going to march to God's cadence or the world's chaos. I say that again, you're either gonna march to God's cadence or to the world's chaos. And let's face it, there's a lot of chaos, isn't there? And many of us just get sort of caught up in the, the chaotic nature of the world and what's happening with the world. And that's how we sort of go along life and, or in life and then we wonder, why isn't my life working out the way that I want it to? And so I'm gonna present to you what God's cadence looks like. And you've got a choice. You don't have to do it God's way. You can do it the world's way. But I pray and I hope that you will choose God's way. So you're going, well, what is God's cadence? Well, as with everything in life, God doesn't just tell us what to do. God actually demonstrates for us what to do as well. And so think back to the very beginning as God is, is creating. God is there. He's the earth. sun, Right? He's he's marching along and he's like, yeah, plants and animals, and he's doing all this stuff. And God's going, that's good, and that's good. And God's got a little groove going, right? He's got this this sort of rhythm that, that God has. Let, let me give you an example of this. And what it teaches us about the cadence that he wants us to live in. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. And so this is where it all begins. God creates this this rhythm. And this cadence in a 24-hour period. We call it a day. Now, how many ever watched the, the old TV show 24 with Keith Sutherland? You remember that one? A lot can happen in a 24-hour period according to the TV writers. Now, let's face it. Most days aren't like that, are they? You, there's just not that much stuff that happens in one 24-hour period. But here, here's the deal. Whether your day zooms right by or whether your day sort of drags right by, God has created a rhythm called a day where things are going to happen, and there's things that every single day he wants them happening in your life. He's got a a natural cadence for all of us based on the sun rising and on the sun setting. It's a very intentional 24-hour period. Filled with certain rhythms and grooves and habits. And if you'll pick up on what God's rhythm is and abide by it, you're going to do so much better. Now, to be honest, when it comes to like the the rhythms of life, we we all have a rhythm. There is a, a beat that we're sort of marching to. But we don't think about that very much, do we? I mean, how many of you basically have the same morning routine? Every morning it it looks the exact same, right? You don't think about that. You just sort of do it. You're on autopilot. It's not until something comes along and it disrupts your routine in some way that you sort of step back a little bit and you go, oh, okay, I'm not in, in the routine right now. And it's a lot of times in those times that we're stepping back and we're looking at sort of the big picture that we're able to go, well, is this the way I would want this routine to continue to go? Is a good routine or not? And see, that's what we're going to do here in, in this story or in this uh, series: is we're going to take a, a bigger look at, at our lives because let's face it. Sometimes, as we uh, look at or you know, these disruptions come and and we look at our lives, we go, "My life is full of chaos. I don't want to continue in the rhythm, in the beat." in the cadence that I've been going at. And so anytime we have those moments of reflection, we've always got to ask ourselves, is this disrupt, uh, disruption, chaos of my own making, or is it just a little speed bump? You know, everything's fine. It's just a little speed bump just for today. I guess my, my point is that sometimes our lives are so chaotic that the chaos itself becomes normal, and we don't realize it until something forces us out of our routine. And so what I'm hoping the series is going to do is sort of jolt you out of your routines a little bit. So you do step back and you start to see what a day should look like in God's eyes. Not in your eyes, but what would it look like in God's eyes? And then make whatever course corrections you need to make. Again, are you living according to God's cadence or the world's chaos? So let's start digging in. Going back to Genesis, we just saw that God created the day. And then we read this in Genesis 1.14. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And so not only is there a cadence of a day, a 24-hour period, but God creates a cadence through the seasons and through the years as well. Now, we're not going to get into a lot of that throughout this series. I really want to focus in on what the cadence of a day really looks like. You see, when you see the sunrise or you see the sunset, that's a part of God's rhythm. The sun rises and the sun sets. The sun rises and the sun sets. That's not just for you to take a picture and put it on Instagram. It is there for a reason. It's part of God's cadence. And he wants you to to learn what that cadence is and and why he does these things. And that's going to help you to stay into the groove that he intends you to be in. Now, after the creation, and God has created the heavens and the earth, he creates the land and the sea and the water and the air and plants and animals. And then he creates his most magnificent creation. We read about that in Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to do what? To what? what? To be like us. So God created in cadence. Memory had a rhythm going. He's creating in cadence, and he says, now let us make man in our image to be like us. So if God is a God of cadence and you were created to be like God, that means you are to be a person that lives in cadence as well. And anytime we're not living in cadence, life will become chaotic. We try to, to stretch more out of a day than what God ever intended to have a day in. Again. The TV show 24, there was way more stuff that was happening in a 24-hour period than could ever possibly happen in a 24-hour period. But it was a unique concept for a TV show. But we think that our lives are like a TV show that, man, I'm the hero and, and nothing ever is going to go wrong with me. I can keep jamming more and more and more stuff into the day. I mean, think about your own life. When life gets, it's most chaotic. Isn't it true that the chaos is because you're trying to put more and more stuff into a day, more and more stuff into a week? There's a a big project that you're trying to get done and you're just going, 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 140 miles per hour. You just, you can't do that. Or maybe it's not even a project. Maybe you've just, gotten yourself used to going 140 miles per hour that's just normal for you but you can't live that way you can't do it I saw a meme while I was on vacation it was on Facebook it said a pastor's uh, a pastor's life is saying next week after things slow down over and over and over again until you die And, you know, I I know a lot of pastors that that's how they live. That every week it's another emergency. Every week it's another project that they have to do. And maybe some of you can relate to that. You're trying to get 26 hours worth of work done in a 24-hour day. But it doesn't have to be that way. Life doesn't have to be chaotic. God has given us a 24-hour period called the day. And in that day, he has a cadence, a rhythm that he wants us to walk by. We're going to talk more about this in depth next week. But from a biological standpoint, your body was designed by God to flow in a certain way based on the sunrise and on the sun setting, the sun rising and the sun setting. Biologically, if you're not following that, mentally and emotionally and physically, it is going to wear you down and it's going to wear you out. And anytime that starts to happen, then that starts to impact your relationships as well, your relationship with God, your relationship with other people. And so make sure you come back next week as we talk about just the the biological ways in which God has wired us up. And oh yeah, I'm sure you can handle for a short amount of time going 140 miles per hour. And some of you can probably sustain a supernatural pace longer than other people. But if you keep doing it over and over and over, week in and week out, month after month, year after year, you will have consequences. Again, just like an audiobook, just like music, fast and slow, loud and soft. God has designed us with a rhythm of sometimes you're going to go fast. But so many of you, you just stay in that fast mode all the time. You've got to have intentional times where you slow down, you relax, you refresh, you recharge. If not, bad things are going to happen because God didn't design you to go 140 miles per hour all the time. Can your car get up to 140? Sure it can. Well, at least some of (laughs) you. Cars are designed to be able to get there, but they're not designed to run there all the time. And it's one thing, and you shouldn't be doing it, but if you're on a a straightaway and you're out west somewhere, and, you know, there actually is some places out west that you can do up to 100 miles per hour legally. And so it would be possible that you could do 140 on that straightaway. But if you're doing 140 in the downtown streets of, of Harrisburg or for our Hagerstown campus there in Hagerstown or wherever you're tuning in in your local city you're in the downtown streets and you're trying to do it, that's chaos. That's stress. You can't handle that. Your car won't handle it. Eventually you will crash. And what we got to understand is our bodies are the exact same way. Our lives are the exact same way. You can't just keep going fast all the time. You have to have those times where you intentionally slow down. Again, chaos is not what's best for you. God's cadence is. You're going, okay, well, Gilbert, what does, what does that look like, and, and what boundaries would I need to have in order to, to stay within God's cadence? Well, that's what we're going to take the rest of the series to look at, but today I want to give you two very basic things, two very foundational things. So here's the first thing, if you're taking notes, and that is that I must spend daily time in God's Word. Now, you're going, Gilbert, don't you say that point in every single series that we do? And the answer is, yes, I do. You're going, well, we're sick of hearing it. Well, guess what? I'm sick of you not doing it. Every single day, we need to be in here because there is power in the word of God. And so when everybody starts to demonstrate you're doing it, I'll stop preaching it. But until then, I'm gonna keep telling you every single day you need to be in this book because there's power in here. When we learn about the character of Jesus, when we learn about the conduct of Jesus, you can't help to become more and more like him. And that is just by itself gonna help you to get more and more into the rhythm of who God is and what God would have for your life. And so daily, We need to be in relationship with God, reading his word. Because once we start doing that, the rhythm that he's going to help us to maintain then is going to help our lives to go smooth. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, we read this. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. Instead, they find happiness in the teachings of the Lord, and they reflect on it both when... They reflect on it both day and night. There it is again, day and night. They are like trees growing beside a stream, trees that produce fruit in season and always have leaves. Those people succeed in everything that they do. So much wisdom in just these couple verses here. The first thing the psalmist says is, man, don't allow the wicked and the sinners and the mockers to shape who you are in your thinking. But yet, isn't that what we do so often? We allow everything on social media to influence our thinking. We allow politicians to influence our thinking. We allow TV characters and movie characters to influence our thinking. But Nate talked about this last week as we wrapped up the series in in Philippians. We've got to have a new mindset. A mindset that's been given by the, the attitude of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Because as we start to see his mindset and his attitude, and we start to take that on for ourselves. Oh, man, that's when life changes. That's when you start walking in the rhythm and the cadence of God. And the second thing that the psalmist talks about here, and I had you pointed out as I was reading it, is he says, instead of the wicked and the mockers and the sinners and, and being influenced by them, he says, no, no, no. He says, be influenced by the teachings of God's Word. And reflect on it, not just when the pastor is preaching, reflect on it yourself both day and night. Again, this daily rhythm of being in God's Word, allowing God's Word to influence you. So here's what I suggest that you do. Every single day, start out with time in God's Word, and as you're reading it, whether it's one chapter or a couple chapters or a couple verses, whatever it is, As you're reading through it, before you even start reading through it, just pray and say, God, just speak one of these verses to me that'll sort of be my verse for the day. And give me a practical next step that I can take today based on what I've just read. And so maybe you read an entire chapter and you're like, man, most of that did not make any sense to me at all. That's okay. Concentrate on the one verse that you're like, okay, that made sense. And here's how I'm going to live that out today. And then all day long, just keep that verse in your mind. Keep chewing on it, reflecting on it, meditate on it. I've shared this with you before. That word meditate in the original Hebrew is the same word that talks about a cow chewing its cud. What happens with a cow chewing the cud? It eats the grass, it throws it up, it eats it again. Swallows it, digests, throws it up, eats it again over and over and over again. That's what the cow does. Why? Because it's actually getting the absolute most nourishment out of that piece of grass that it can. We don't do that as humans. As humans, we eat our food, we get a little bit of the nutrients out of it, but not all of it. The cow, it gets all the nutrients out. And again, that same word in the original language that talks about the cow chewing his cud is what it's talking about when it says about meditating on the word of God. That we should chew on our particular verse of the day. Just chew on it over and over and over again throughout the day. You're you're meditating on it. You're living it out. You're getting the most out of it that you possibly can. But the psalmist says, reflect on it day and night. And so how are you gonna end your day? just going to evaluate yourself. How did I do today living out that one little practical thing that I said I was going to do today to become more and more like Jesus? That's easy, right? Did I say anything today that you can't do? I mean, as I look around, you look like a pretty smart crowd. I'm pretty sure we can all read. That's all I'm saying to do. Just start To read a little bit every day allow one verse to shape you for the day and then evaluate yourself at the end of the day how did I do with that the Word of God is life-changing why well psalmist talks about this he says it's because when you're doing this you're reflecting on Scripture day and night you're like a tree that has been planted by the water that even if it's not getting rain, it's still being nourished because it's close enough to the actual water bed itself or the, the, the bed of the water that it's actually getting its nourishment, its nutrients from it. And the same thing is going to be true with your life. Sometimes life feels dry, it seems a little parched, but it doesn't matter because when you've planted yourself into the Word of God, when you're chewing on it every single day, when you have put your hope and your faith and your trust in Jesus, like we just sang about a little bit ago, you are now planted in the living water of Jesus. Now, even when times seem dry, you're still connected to the water source, and he's gonna continue to help you to grow and to produce fruit. I'm not saying life's always gonna be easy, but the path to a healthy life is found in God's Word, the world will give you toxicity. The Word brings you times of refreshing. So, what do you want? A toxic life or a life that's refreshed? It begins in the Word of God every single day. Number two, I must pray and talk with God about my daily needs. Now I'm not saying that you should never pray about the future, but mostly you should be praying about what you need for that day. You're going, Gilbert, why do you say that? Well, it's because that's what Jesus said we should be doing. Remember Jesus' model prayer? Some of you call it the Lord's Prayer, and I've talked about this before. Lord's Prayer was never intended for you to be praying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." It was never intended. If you do it, that's fine. But what Jesus was doing, the disciples came to him and they said, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? And he didn't say, all right, repeat this prayer after me. No, he said, when you pray, here's the, the steps. Here's, the, here's sort of the, the guidelines for how to pray. You start out by acknowledging who God is. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So that's that sort of reverence. And I'm not going to go through the whole Lord's Prayer here uh, with you. But it was Jesus himself... Who says this in Matthew 6 uh, 11. again this is part of the model this isn't something you were to pray but this is part of the model he says give us this day our daily bread what's Jesus saying here he's saying pray about the needs that you have for that day uh, again right there is this word daily we, we've seen it throughout this message That God, in the beginning, he created this rhythm of a 24-hour period called the day. There's the sunrise and there's sunset and there's all these various rhythms that he's created. And Jesus is saying part of the rhythm is you need to be in God's word every day and you need to pray every day just about that day. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, why that emphasis on just that day and not the future well jesus talks about that just a couple verses later look at matthew 6 34 he says do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own and so concentrate on today pray about what you need today a couple years ago we started the year out with a series called win the day and remember what the basic theme of that was. It was basically that, look, you can't do anything about your past and you can't worry about your future. The only thing you can do is win the day. So can you eat right today? Sure you can. Don't worry about that you didn't eat right in the past. Don't worry if you can stay on the diet for the rest of your life. Just eat right today. Win today. Can you exercise today? Can you Pray today. Can you read the Bible today? Can you beat that habit today? Again, don't worry about what you've done in the past. Don't worry about can you kick this addiction for the rest of your life. Just worry about today. Can you do it today? And so this is part of the the rhythm of winning the day, timing God's Word, and praying about your daily needs. So, this 24 hour period that God has given us is a gift. And we'll discover more and more about this gift as the series goes on. But this rhythm, sunrise and the sunset, it's a gift. And the question is what are you doing with the gift? What are you doing with it? Are you, are you living according to the, the chaos of the world? Or are you doing it the way that God would have for you to do it? Psalm 118.24, we read this. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so are you finding reasons to rejoice? Are you flowing with the, the natural rhythms that God would have? Again, every day is a gift whether we realize it or not. And so over the next couple weeks, what we're going to do is look at how do we go about maximizing that gift? How do we do it? How do we maximize the time that we've been given? How do we maximize the relationships that we've been given? How do we uh, go about maximizing the, the gifts that God has given us? How do we make the most of each and every day? And so I'd encourage you, don't miss a week. As I wrap up today, here's my challenge to you. This is so simple. Just one day in the next seven before we gather together again, I want you to go outside and I want you to sit and I want you to either watch the sunrise or I want you to watch the sunset. Doesn't even have to be both. So you got 14 opportunities. Either the sunrise or the sunset. And I don't want you to have any agenda other than to just enjoy it. To slow down and just be in wonder of God's creation. Remember, he created in rhythm. And the rhythm that he created was the sun coming up and the sun going down. The sun coming up and the sun going down. And so just slow yourself down a little bit. And be reminded that he's created this 24-hour period, which we call a day, and it's a gift to us. That's his cadence. Chaos is not what's best for you. God's cadence is. And So again, join us over the next couple weeks as we learn how to walk in the cadence of God. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you, first of all, that uh, Lisa and I we're able to take some time away for uh, vacation for two weeks and then four weeks that I haven't preached and just to slow down, to, to model that there's seasons of life and now we're ramping back up for one of our uh, busy seasons. And that's okay. You have these, these seasons and these rhythms. Um, but Lord, the, the primary rhythm and cadence that you've given us is this 24-hour period called the day. And so I I just pray that, that Lord, every single day we would be in your word, every single day we'd be praying about our our daily needs, that we'd just get in tune with you more and more and more and more. And that, Lord, in the the, the times that we have to go fast, um, you would help us to realize that we can't just stay there that we have to have then those intentional times to slow down. And, and Lord, the exact opposite is true as well. Help us not to become lazy and complacent. Help us to realize that that we got to ramp up sometimes. But, Lord, we need to do that in accordance to your ways and your will and your word. And so speak to each and every one of our hearts about what is the next step you would have for us to take when it comes to this. And, Lord, I, I look forward as each and every one of us watches the sunrise or the sunset this week, of just hearing the stories of people going, you know what, I didn't realize just how peaceful that was going to be and and just how much of a worshipful experience that was going to be. Just to slow down and forget about everything else and just marvel, God, at your creation. Pick up on your rhythms that you have for us. So Lord, thank you in advance for that as well. Lord, I pray that over these next couple weeks, you would just continue to give me the words that you'd have me to share and give each and every person that's here and those watching online an open and receptive heart to having that seed planted in their heart that would change them as we start to walk in your rhythm and cadence. Jesus, thank you for the life change that's going to happen. We pray all this in your precious and holy name. Amen.